From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Seven minutes past the hour. It's a big news day. And welcome to the Hurley in the Morning program. Thanks for tuning in to WPG Talk Radio 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station. I gave some thought late yesterday and early this morning about the criticism of Elon Musk. Now, here this guy is putting up $44 billion of his own money, literally $22 billion of it from his own funds and he has partners he's borrowed half 22 billion putting up his own money and yet most of the criticism and i'm being generous it could be all of the criticism but most of the criticisms come from leftist politicians who have never contributed anything all they do is take in many cases they leverage their public positions for personal gain they never contribute anything and by the way they usually are also hideous when it comes to making charitable contributions in their lives as well we didn't talk about it but i remember hearing about the very very small number that the bidens contributed it's it's as if those who get more Typically, this is not perfect, but typically are horrific tippers. Let me give you an example. And we know this to be true. There are elected officials who literally eat and walk out without paying the tab. Not only do they walk out without paying the tab, they stiff the waitstaff. That's how horrible they are. And I'll give you an example. I had an amazing lunch the other day. And it was a party of two. The server was fantastic from the beginning to the end of the meal. I don't remember the sense at the end, but it made a lot of sense. But I don't remember the C-E-N-T-S sense. But it was $73 and I think 86 cents, but I don't remember for sure. But for some reason, I remember that it was $73. The server was so exceptional. And you never know. I'm hoping I didn't find out. I wanted to know. I'm hoping it's not a place that pulls the tips. Um, I don't know about you. I'm not a fan of that. Those that work hard should earn what they earn because when you pull the tips what you encourage really is mediocrity because you're going to get the same whether you provide excellence in service or whether you're a can i say a schlub is that a real word siri what's the definition of the word schlub nah she serious thinks thinks i said slob Siri, not slob, the definition of the word 
schlub. Ah, Siri has sh- slob on the brain. Let me see if schlub is a word. If it's not, might I add it? And I don't know if it's spelled this way, but I would spell it S-C-H-L-U-B. Schlub. And it is a word. <laughs> they use it in a sentence. The poor dumb schlub just didn't get it. Interesting, in the Oxford Dictionary, the word is spelled S-H, I'm sorry, S-C-H-L-U-B, as I prefer. But in the sentence, they spell the word S-H-L-U-B with no C. What is it? I don't know for sure, and I don't have definition and some of the other things, but would, would schlub be a Yiddish word? It just seems like it would be. Let's see where it comes from. It is Yiddish. It says it says from Yiddish, perhaps from Polish. Interesting. It has Z L O B Zlob. Could could schlub be a little bit like slob? Schlub, a talentless, unattractive, or boorish person. Could you use that in a sentence? Absolutely. The poor dumb schlub just didn't get it. S-C-H-L-U-B. Schlub. Ding. That's my spelling bee in case you didn't uh, follow along with that. Yeah, even further in Webster's Dictionary, Merriam-Webster... Stupid, worthless, whoo, unattractive person. Schlub. But that's what they are. They are schlubs. They contribute nothing. They're they're like a parasite. They take and they take, they suck blood, take, give nothing. So Elon Musk is getting so much criticism. Fox News has a great piece that we will cover during the Brian Kilmeade show today. But in short, I'll just give you a little bit of a um, of a test run with it. Democrats, it, it goes like this, the headline. Musk could turn Twitter upside down. Dems say that. They turn it upside down. Oh, it's, it's, it's terrible. While Republicans celebrate, quote, the left is going crazy. Now, we talked about this in length, at, in, in depth, at great length yesterday on the program that I know for me, all I want, it doesn't matter where it is, what it is. In a basketball game, I just want a fairly officiated game. Any sporting contest just officiate the same way at both ends of the court, be fair, and you'll never have a problem with me. Social media, the rules should be simple. This uh, stalker I have on my page writes this, oh, so long manifesto, just so pompous, so right about everything, talking about how these platforms have the right to take down anything they want, 
and all of this. So I'm thinking, oh, OK, th- th- this is just great then. You're defending that they have the right to do it. If you have the right to do it, does that make it the right thing to do? For example, Hunter Biden truth was not allowed to be posted, but lies about Russia and Trump collusion were allowed to be posted. So the truth wasn't allowed, but the lies were. Is this right? Is this what turning Twitter upside down? Is that what that means? Then if that's what that means, then let's turn it upside down. I'm all for it. They need to let everybody back that was banned for bogus reasons. Let everybody out of your Facebook jails, your your Twitter jails. Because keep in mind, there are still people deplatformed that told the truth about Hunter Biden. The New York Post, individuals, the truth wasn't allowed. Your opinion about COVID-19 was not allowed. Only their decided company line was permitted. And, and a lot of that was wrong, as you know. Most of it. Dead wrong. And it's turning it upside down, inside out, if you merely make it fair. It's pretty sick, isn't it? 16 minutes past the hour. I am early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. With COVID-19 variants plaguing the nation. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 19 minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. How about, and it didn't slip by me. I don't know if it slipped by you. How about listening to our esteemed chief meteorologist for Town Square Media, about 20 minutes ago or so, saying frost or freezing. Now, I don't expect that down beach, um, but it's, it is the very end of April. You see why they don't call it global warming anymore? Because it's kind of embarrassing, isn't it? One more Elon Musk item, and then we'll move on from Elon Musk. Even though I'm telling you, There's certain things I know that if he makes the changes he says he's going to make, and if he only wants to make it fair, whereby you have the right to say something that someone else agrees with or disagrees with, rather. That's the whole point of free speech. I'm amazed at how, and I'll just say our side, their side, because there are sides. I hate hate that. I don't want there to be. And I don't want to live my life like there are sides, but there are. I want everybody to be able to be heard. Why don't they? What are they afraid of? And I'm going to tell you what it is. If your ideas are allowed to be heard, just as theirs are allowed to be heard, they lose. They have to shut you down, make you a racist. I'm shocked unless I, I know I've been very busy. I was show prepping for two shows and and it's a lot so i may have missed it but i'm not aware of any coverage with respect 
to the Democrats coming out, maybe with the election being closer and closer and they realize that they're racism. And then they call out other people as racist isn't playing is just not playing well, because I am shocked that there hasn't been the long line of usual suspects planning editorials in the major Democratic rags, calling Ron DeSantis a a racist and all these things uh, that he doesn't want minorities to be able to vote. I can't believe they're not doing it, but give them give them five minutes. They they never disappoint. They'll, They'll catch up. Don't worry. But this is great. Elon Musk yesterday publicly criticized Twitter's top lawyer. And obviously, he's well within his rights. He's an American and he's going to be the owner of the platform. So he criticized publicly the top lawyer of Twitter for banning stories about Hunter Biden's laptop. And he also said that it's been reported that she cried, whoever she is. I think her last name is Gad, G-A-D-D-E. I just sort of committed it to memory like Gadfly, even though that would be G-A-D, but Gad, I think, is her name. So she cried, allegedly, when talking to staffers after the deal had been completed and Elon Musk had bought the social media platform this past Monday, quote, suspending the Twitter account of a major news organization. Now, he means the New York Post for it, but he doesn't say it, but he means it for publishing a truthful story was obviously incredibly inappropriate And Musk was replying to a tweet that featured a screen grab from a Politico story of a couple days ago. Quote, Twitter's top lawyer reassures staff cries during meeting about Musk takeover. End quote. Vijaya Gad, she is Gad. Vijaya Gad, who had been key in negotiating the transfer of the company to Musk, has struck fear in many on the left that she will allow former President Donald Trump to return to the platform and will bring back people Twitter has banned over speech issues. Musk has called himself, quote, a free speech absolutist. I got to write that down. Such an important comment. That's the whole point. Uh, I'm not for people being able to libel if it is the written word or slander if it's the spoken word. But I'm obviously a huge fan of free speech, having been a practitioner of it. Gad, known as Twitter's, quote, moral authority, end quote, has been in charge of much of that mission including patrolling, quote, misinformation. See, that's been my big grief. My big grievance with with these platforms has been they have these things called fact checkers, but their fact checkers are not fact checkers at all. They're just biased Democrats. And it isn't that they find something 
that is misinformation, they find something that they philosophically do not agree with. They see things they don't like. Because if they see something about President Trump, they have no problem with it. I mean, long ago, Rush, uh, Russia and Trump collusion was disproven. That did not stop them from allowing the lies to be printed by people and newspapers and others on their platforms. She made the decision, this uh, Vijaya Gad, she made the decision to suspend the New York Post from Twitter when it reported on Hunter Biden's laptop just ahead of the 2020 election. The laptop story was labeled, quote, misinformation, end quote, by the mainstream media outlets and social media. Only problem is it has been verified even by those same outlets now as true. But they've never written corrections. Don't you think like if they have an ombudsman or some kind of just whatever, and if they don't, then the editorial page, don't you think they have an obligation to write a massive correction? We blew it. We were wrong. Something that was fact, we labeled as untrue, and people got hurt. People lost elections because of it. There's no doubt in my mind that, it, at least in part, President Trump, you, you look at everything that happened. They deplatformed him. They lied about him. You had a pandemic, which is very tough. I've always said to look good during a pandemic. They changed the voting methodologies. All these things going on. It was a perfect storm and they still barely succeeded. Let's see if there's any more on this. Musk's criticism indicates the types of changes in store at Twitter once the deal is finalized in six months. And Gad's future there is likely unwelcome by the new owner. But she likely would not feel comfortable staying in the new atmosphere regardless. Well, okay, leave. Bye. Who cares? Who cares if you're comfortable? The new environment would only be that it is not a leftist rag platform anymore. And as you see, that is a problem for the left that wants control of everything. They want control of the game. They want control of their team. They want control of your team. They want control of the referees. They want to be able to redo uh, the rule book uh, in real time during the game. I mean, this is what they want. They, they want it all. Programming note. We have a great program here in store for you all four hours. We have open forum coming up in a little over 30 minutes for the entire seven o'clock hour. We have a great second half that will follow. And then you can, if you want to stay tuned, I hope you will. You can stay with me until 1 p.m. today. As we fill in guest host today, the Brian Kilmeade Show all across America.
then you can listen right here at WPG Talk Radio 95.5, 1450 AM. If you have an HD radio, and a lot of my friends and folks that I know do, uh, 97.3 HD3 and the app, which is digital quality anywhere around the world. And if you're on the website itself, there's a listen live button on every page of the WPGTalkRadio.com website. 30 minutes past the hour. We'll be right back. It is early in the morning. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley. It's 30 minutes past the hour. Three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. The Anti-Defamation League, believe it or not, New Jersey anti-Semitic incidents and New York, for that matter, are at an all-time high. Can you believe it? In the year 2022. New Jersey, seventh most gambling addicted state in America. And the Atlanta County Democratic Chairman calls out the press of Atlantic City. It's early in the morning. We'll be back in just a few minutes. From the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Unseasonably cool weather settles in today. It's going to feel more like a typical March day than late April. High temperature only reaching 56. It'll be breezy with sunny clouds and a slight chance of a sprinkle. Tonight, a frost or a freeze likely. Partly cloudy and breezy, low 34. And still cool and windy tomorrow with lots of sunshine. Tomorrow's high temperature around 58. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. A new fusion of flavor. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 South Jersey's talk station. From the world's playground, this is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. At 35 minutes past the hour, thanks for waking up early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station, all because of you. How do you keep up with the um, recommendations that tell you to do one thing, sometimes for years and years and years, then they tell you just the opposite. I think being an expert in certain fields is one of the easiest things on the planet. You, you just go from go to stop, stop to go. Case in point, a task force has released results of their work and they now recommend that if you're over 60 years old, that you should not take a daily aspirin. Many people have done that. They believe that it's, um, oh, what's the word? Uh, I don't want to say therapy, but on a daily basis, taking one aspirin can help prevent a heart attack or help prevent a stroke. It, it supposedly thin the blood and so that you would not be as likely to clot and things like that. But now, now new science says differently because now they're taking into consideration that taking these low dose aspirin can create bleeding, digestive tract type bleeding, brain bleeds, so the U.S. Preventative Services Task Force, otherwise known, it's very, just rolls off your tongue, the USPSTF, they've updated their guidelines 
They recommend against a daily low-dose aspirin in people 60 or older. So how do you like that? The choice for people between 40 to 59 would be between themselves and their doctor. But the task force warns that, quote, net benefit of aspirin use in this group is small. So how were they so wrong? Hasn't this been generations? I don't do it. And I never did it. But I will say a couple of different times I thought about it. You know, you keep hearing, hey, this is good, you know, prevent this, prevent that. I'm just a big believer. I don't like taking anything unless I have to. I I take allergy medicine and I probably would do things if I didn't have this job, I would probably do things differently. But I feel an obligation to not come in and sound nasally and unlistenable. And so I work very hard to try to stay ahead of the histamine because I get I get punished from March something or other until at least early June. But I try to stay ahead of it. And I've gotten pretty good with my doctor at figuring out what works and when to take it, when to start taking it. And I do certain things very early in the morning and then I do certain things later in the day. One of the other things that I think is extremely important, but I make it a point, I'm pretty much a house cat until this this tree pollen wanes. I don't uh, stay out for any length of time. I walk, obviously, from my car into Broadcast Center, from outside of Broadcast Center into my car, from outside of my car to inside of my house and any appointments that I do, in and out type things. But the pollen that's out there, it, it, it gets you almost immediately. You, in, you inhale it, you got it, and it's, I don't, it's different being outside for 30 seconds versus being outside for three hours is obviously a big deal. But you get it pretty quick regardless. And then you're at the mercy of how good is the filtration in any building that you're in. The filtration technique. How much of the particulate of the matter does it take out? In many cases, it doesn't do a good job. In some cases, if you've got a really good system, it does. But all these years of being told how great an aspirin a day, talk to your doctor, but a low-dose baby aspirin once a day reduces your risk of ever suffering a heart attack or stroke. And now yesterday they tell you stop. But I don't even know you need to talk to your doctor because if you've been taking a low-dose baby aspirin every single day for the last 5, 10, 15, 25, 35 years – don't listen to this stupid article that I'm sharing with you on the task force. Talk to your doctor. But I'm just telling you that the U.S. Preventative Services Task Force, the erstwhile USPSTF, have updated their guidelines 
and they officially recommend against initiating daily low-dose aspirin in people 60 and older. And then even if you're below that, I mentioned a few minutes ago, 40 to 59, they say, hey, talk to your doctor, but that the benefit, quote, of aspirin use in this group is small. So in other words, there's either little or no benefit. Here's what they do say. Their guidelines change is based on data from three large clinical trials that were published in 2018, all of which showed that the benefits of aspirin were minimal and definitely outweighed by the increased risk of gastrointestinal and brain bleeding. Quote, those trials really showed essentially no benefit in reducing cardiovascular events, but showed increased rates of bleeding. This is Dr. Eugene Yang, chair of the American College of Cardiology's Prevention Section Leadership Council. You ever notice that these names are very long in in medical and academia? They're just super long. Your, Your title is lead attendant, or you're the president, or you're the vice president, or you're the director, whatever. But they're the American College of Cardiology Section of Leadership Council. I'm not kidding you. What is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight words in the in the title. Eight. It's insane. Here's what they say. I think what we have really learned is that the benefit is really not apparent. He likes the word really. And the harm has been consistently demonstrated in terms of increased major bleeding. You know, where do you go, though, when you get told for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years that this is good for you? Now, your your innards are leaking, your brain is leaking, and they tell you to stop. We don't recommend it anymore. And that's why I will say, but I was compliant, you know, much to some people's annoyance, extremely compliant. I think about 10 years from now and all of a sudden, hey, I'm Rand Spear, the accident lawyer. Call me, 1-800-THE-SPEAR. That's not his number, by the way. Uh, but he is Rand Spear, the accident lawyer. Now, I think he wears a cowboy hat now. Rand Spear, the accident lawyer. But all of a sudden, you're going to be seeing these different things. Uh, did you take the uh, COVID-19 vaccine in, in 2020? You know it's coming. And I'm not, I'm not complaining. I mean, I went in, you know, with both eyes opened. But it was created in record time. I'll tell you that I talk to people all the time. I talk to someone that has body aches they never had, never, never has felt right since it. Knock on. That is wood. It's good wood, by the way. I can't say that anything changed with me. I'm trying to think. I want to say that I don't sleep as well, but I just think that is um, that that, that causation. I can't 
I can't directly connect it to that. Although I have heard people say with, you know, this whole vaccine situation and COVID and long COVID and things that um, they have trouble sleeping and different things. I, I don't have I don't have a lot of trouble sleeping. My my worst night is Sunday into Monday because I, I've gotten sort of a break of the routine where I can stay up a bit later and then all of a sudden Sunday it's tough to fall asleep at the appointed time. But if I don't, all you know, all I want is five hours. But if I don't, the next thing you know, I'm coming in on Monday with three, three and a half hours sleep. It's not it's not good. It's not good. But don't go stopping what you're doing. But I would talk to your doctor. Tell your doctor that you heard about this uh, task force and that that which you've been doing is now recommended that you shouldn't do it. Let me share a little bit more here. Well, I'll share it after the break. I want to share some more of this data from the task force because they do have findings about gastrointestinal bleeds, ulcers, and some other things. We'll be back in a few minutes. It's 46 minutes past the hour. Respectfully yours, I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. 52 minutes past the hour. I am Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. If you're just joining the program, we have shared the results of, and we're still sharing the results of a task force that recommends against heart preventative daily aspirin for those over 60 years old. This is the U.S. Preventative Services Task Force. They've updated their guidelines. They officially recommend now against initiating daily low-dose aspirin in people 60 or older. And then you say, well, what does that mean? And then for younger, is it good? They say basically it's there's no net benefit at all in this group uh, and that, that anywhere there is a net benefit in this group, it is small. What they also say is that Quote, we found that taking the taking of an aspirin on a daily basis might increase the odds of having a major gastrointestinal bleed, such as an ulcer, by about 60%. That is stunning. It also looks like the risk of bleeding within the brain is increased between 20% to 30%, depending on the type of bleeding. Aspirin thins the blood by blocking the action of platelets, the blood cells that clump together to form clots and scabs. Doctors had hoped that by reducing clotting, low-dose aspirin would also reduce the risk of clot-related heart attacks and strokes. A low-dose is between 81 milligrams and 100 milligrams. The update brings the task force recommendations closer in line with the primary prevention guidelines of the American Heart Association and the American College of Cardiology. Those guidelines were revised in 2019 to recommend that no one 70 or older start taking aspirin to prevent a stroke or heart attack. I 
won't tell you it's thousands of people, but I know a ton of people that their doctor told them take a take a daily baby aspirin every day. A lot of people keep the like St. Joseph's chewable. Uh, do you remember how terrible they taste? It's allegedly chewable, but they taste terrible if I remember correctly. The new recommendation does not apply to people with existing heart problems who are taking low-dose aspirin. That includes people who have had open-heart surgery, undergone angioplasty, have had a stroke or heart attack, or have diagnosed blockages in major arteries. For those patients where aspirin is clearly beneficial, the recommendation does not change. In addition, people who are already taking daily low-dose aspirin to prevent their first heart attack or stroke shouldn't just drop the practice without discussing it with their doctor. And that's what the doctor of democracy said about 15 minutes ago. Me. Can't go wrong when you tell somebody, talk to your doctor. For his part, Yang said he will generally recommend that his patients stop taking daily aspirin. Quote, in my practice... If the patient is taking it, I will generally have a discussion and tell them that there really isn't a clinical need to continue taking it because there's no benefit. And most of the time, the patients will stop based on my recommendation and our discussions. Quote, some will elect to continue, but most patients will say, quote, I don't want to take all these extra pills. The new USPSTF guidelines were published yesterday. April 26th, in the Journal of the American Medical Association. So now you know, as Paul Harvey would say, the rest of the story. Dateline Planet Ron DeSantis. I love what he did yesterday. He expressed his concerns about the California exodus. And you see this happening in Democrat states all over the country. And you know I've called this out before DeSantis. These Democrats are fleeing the states that they helped ruin because they vote for these lunatics that then ruin the state. And then what do they do? They go to better run states, in most cases excellently run states, and then they go in there and they vote for the same kind of jackasses That caused them to leave where they were to come to where it is better and then they vote the same horrific way. Governor Ron DeSantis said people and companies leaving California could pose a problem for the Sunshine State. Well, I totally agree with that. And we talked about it yesterday. We do this all the time. We talk about it and all of a sudden, boom, there's an exact example. One of my conversations with Bob Progner, we were talking about how well run Florida is how people are migrating from other states. And I've often said this, and they vote, you would think they would have a conversion, but they can't. And this is the sickness of ideology at all expense. Quote, there is a cause for concern. Quote, Texas would have all these companies move from California over the years. So you have companies move from San Francisco to Austin and they'd bring hundreds of employees with them. 
And those employees would vote the exact same way they voted that turned San Francisco into the dumpster fire that it is. I love that. DeSantis expressed concern that Californians relocating to Florida would bring progressive politics with them. Of course they do. They can't help it. Quote, it's like the leftism. They will not draw the connection between their leftist ideology and the destruction that's all around them, DeSantis said, sounding like Harry Hurley. It is a problem because I do think there's a class of voters who would come to Florida and they would continue to vote the same way that they did in California. I mean, you think about it. Uh, you, you had Tesla, Elon Musk. He moved from uh, Silicon Valley to uh, Austin, Texas. That's uh, 10,000 employees. You look at California that's hemorrhaging, losing people. Florida's net migration, they have a gain of 259,480 people between July 1, 2020 and July 1, 2021. Pretty amazing. Wide open forum, 609-407-1450 begins right now. It's Hurley in the morning. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. 35. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is six minutes past the hour. Thank you for waking up early in the morning. Now, I've been checking all these messages. You heard a lot of them during the segment. I, I just can't even I can't even look at them. There, there's just too many. So I try to catch up during the breaks. So very, very dear friend writes that they've been taking a baby aspirin aspirin for 22 years. No problems. And I wrote back, well, that's the whole point. No problem now. But what if you take it for another 20 years to follow? And I wrote, you should talk to your doctor. Here's the thing. Don't assume there's no problem. Uh, this is a relatively young man and a healthy young man fabulous young man so if they're telling you and look i'm not dispensing medical advice i'm just telling you what this official task force uh that that has significant power what what they're saying but never never base something it is just me i don't know how you process things but just because you've taken something and you think that nothing is going wrong it's not comparable, but go talk to somebody with hematomacrosis. What the hell is that, Harry? That is someone, and it's a bad, bad thing. Hematomacrosis is bad news because it often goes, unless you are really proactive about your own health, it goes undetected for years and years and years. I'm talking decades. Meanwhile, it's destroying your liver. And other vital organs creating incredible problems because if you have hematomacrosis, you retain iron and you retain 
way too much iron. And so your iron level becomes astronomical, toxic, and your ferritin level becomes out of out of control and very high. Now I know I know people with hematomacrosis that didn't know for decades that it was destroying them. So whether you've been taking a baby aspirin or some kind of low-dose aspirin for 10, 20, 30 years and you, and you say nothing's ever happened, you don't know. You may be more susceptible if you have a ulcer, which my father had, and he had bleeding ulcers. He almost bled out. Fortunately, uh, he miraculously recovered because he was on his deathbed about three years before my mother passed away. That would have been terrible. I would have lost my dad at 11, my mom at 14. And Don and I went to the Atlantic City Hospital and we were in this area that was very, um, very dire looking. And we didn't know it at the time, but we little children weren't allowed in, in these areas. Uh, and the reason we were there is because I think it was my mom and I think it was my father's doctors. They thought that the two of us, his two youngest sons being right there might help him rally. And I'm not taking any credit. Uh, my father did rally. Uh, he was in the uh, hospital and actually told me the story when he came home because I said, hey, dad, you, 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 you they said you were going to die. And he said, yeah, he goes, uh, how would you like this? Uh, they didn't know I could hear them. And I hear these two doctors saying la, 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 one way. And the other guy's disagreeing. Oh, no, no, I think we should do this, this, and this. And me and my, my father was throwing up blood faster than they could transfuse it back into him. Incidentally, right during the time of, um, of AIDS, but he was very fortunate, uh, his transfusions, because they didn't, they didn't know. That, that this got into the blood supply. And he, I don't know how many units he had, but he had many. So they're going back and forth, disagreeing with one another. And the one says, ah, what do we care? He's going to be dead by the morning anyhow. Quote, end quote. How would you like that? Uh, but my father was a tough, tough, tough man. And he fully recovered. But he had bleeding ulcers. So I'm sure, I'm not a doctor, and I don't play one on the early in the morning radio program, but I am sure taking aspirin would have been very, very bad for him. He already had bleeding ulcers. So don't assume that because you've been taking a baby aspirin for 20 or 25 or 30 years and quote unquote with no problems, uh, bad answer. Talk to your doctor because they're looking at this differently now than they did in the past. Either no benefit or problems so check it out 609-407-1450 an open phone line welcome to hurley in the morning you're on the air wow 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 i've been taking heart meds but um yeah i've been taking aspirin that often so oh man that's some news i tell you what right but keep in mind with a heart condition and if you've i don't know if you've ever had stents or if you've ever had any type of the things that we covered in the last hour uh they they do recommend in certain cases that you take it. That's why I'm just sharing the generalities and ask everybody check it out with your own doctor. 
I got you. Yep. Uh, I want to talk about uh, uh, another fun topic, uh, Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And one day, uh, Putin inva- uh, actually strategically bombed 1,260 military sites. He's, he's bombed the hell out of uh, Ukraine from west to east and east to west and north to south and south to north. And uh, now he has bombers, nuclear-equipped bombers, flying over Ukraine. And the Russian defense minister has just announced uh, not taking the nuclear option off the off the uh, boards, off the um, using the nuclear option, I'm saying. Um, well, to say that they're just lackluster schlub slackers, that's not really correct. I think Russia... You can't underestimate them. I mean, they didn't last out the, the Cold War with us because they're a bunch of slackers. But, I mean, Russia, now he says that uh, he has six reasons why he invaded uh, Ukraine. The Azov Battalion has killed over 14,000 Russian-speaking Ukrainians. Well, the Azov Battalion have been murdering Christians, Eastern Orthodox Christians who speak Russian and Ukrainian. And I noticed that Putin sat by and watched Armenian Eastern Orthodox Christians be murdered or genocided against by Azerbaijan. He didn't do a thing about that. So that just shows you that Putin is up with Russia and held everybody else, as far as I'm concerned. And he also is saying that uh, NATO has broken 14 uh, treaties with them. They've been, they've um, they've gone onto Russian territory, which is true, uh, encouraging onto Russian territory. And uh, Russia, Ukraine has been harboring a terrorist. That may be true. I don't know. Also, um, the bio labs in, in Ukraine. And that, that, that we are involved with, and that needs to be dealt with at some point. Let me ask you a question. I've been doing a lot of reading on Putin's health and that he has a thyroid cancer doctor with him basically at all times. They showed some photos, but she can kind of do that to anybody. And he, he looked he didn't look good. But, of course, we've all seen photos. We say, oh, my God, I can't believe that's me. So I'm not reading too much into it. But I am concerned that if Putin's health, say he's terminally ill with cancer or something, then Labrov saying what he's saying in terms of we're not taking nuclear off the table. I think we have to at least consider that, and especially if Putin is not in good health, what does he have to lose if he's been told he's going to be dead in six months or a year? And again, I don't know. I just know what I've heard. I know what I've read. And there seems to be more and more chatter about Putin and cancer, Putin and his health. If he is not in good health, uh, then he's an even more dangerous adversary. Yeah. How much of a megalomaniac is he? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's not proven. Well, if you, if you had the ability to set off nukes and you knew your time was limited, is it is it far-fetched to say that that's an individual that might do what he otherwise wouldn't do if he was going to be around for the next 20 years, 30 years or more, whatever? Uh, I, I think if his health is in question, that really complicates things. Well, I would like to have a constitutional convention and, uh, and bring it up on the table this 2020 election and put president trump back in office if president trump were in office this all this crap would not be happening right? well, that's true but the, the point is you got to win the midterms and then you have to win the 2024 election there's nothing that's going to take place that's that this is where we've lost this is where january 6th and the given the democrats this gift to try to distract and talk about insurrection and all this look al gore thinks he got cheated john Kerry thinks he got cheated hillary clinton thinks she got cheated Richard Nixon knows he got cheated. So the elections come and they go and then you got to win the next one. Don't get stuck on the past. 
This is where our side behaves stupidly at times. They can't let go of something that you cannot change. But remember, not that they're going to listen to me, but if they would have listened to me, I signaled the warning two years before the election and said I am noticing all these laws, election laws changing. And that when you take away signature verification and you do all these changes that they are doing, you're going to take three, four, five percent declination, legitimate declination of bad ballots. And then you're going to flip that to point three, point four, point five and somewhere between three, four and five percent of bad ballots are going to count. That's what we have to fix. Not the constitutional convention of states and and try to overturn the 2020 election, which which flash we will never do. Even with you as our leader of the conspiratorium, we will not achieve that. But we can lose the midterm and lose 2024 if we keep being stuck on stuff we can't fix. This is why I screamed at the top of my lungs, stop talking about releasing the Kraken and focus on what is legitimately, ultimately provable. That's what we have to do. DeSantis is doing his part. Georgia appears to be doing their part. Pennsylvania appears to be doing their part. You take those three states right there. One's a Commonwealth equivalent of a state, Pennsylvania and the two states. You take them. And you flip them, which should have happened, and Trump is the president right now. That's how you win. You win by fixing the problem, not not by going after unicorns. It's early in the morning. We'll be back. 609-407-1450, open phone line on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. The truth and nothing but. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. You got MSDNC warning that if Musk takes over Twitter, he'll, he'll have the power to ban politicians he doesn't like from the Twitterverse. Excuse me, that's the current state of Twitter under at Jack. That's what he did to Donald Trump. You know, you got this host over at MSDNC very concerned what might happen to Twitter with Elon Musk at the helm. And what has to be the most stunning lack of awareness ever revealed on the web. You know, these hosts are taking to the air expressing their fears about the demise of fair play on Twitter. Fair play to them is silencing, canceling, and and suspending in some cases forever people whose opinions they don't like they deem it to be untrue how about you let the people decide what's true or not true keeping you on the straight path later today it's the sean hannity show you know spring cleaning can do wonders for your home but updates they can really take it to the next level renovations do not have to break the bank with blinds.com Now, Blinds.com has the selection and the expertise to help you customize your perfect window treatments. Blinds.com, they can connect you with free professional design consultants and local pros for installation. Now, just shop at Blinds.com. You'll save up to 35% off site-wide. Blinds.com right now, save up to 35% off. Rules and restrictions may apply. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. It's powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, 
ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM. 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Thank you. Welcome back. 25 minutes past the hour. One open phone line, 609-407-1450. Wide open forum for the remainder of this hour. Then we have a great second half in store for you. And then we will be on to filling in today, guest hosting the Brian Kilmeade show. Should I tell you briefly what we have going on? It's it's rather incredible. And I thank the uh, the, the great team, Allison and Pete and Eric and Josh, we have Lieutenant Colonel Alan West, who it's a privilege to interview him. We have Rich Lowry, the editor-in-chief of the National Review. We have the great Dinesh D'Souza, and he has a new movie out that's going to be unbelievable. We'll be talking about it. Uh, we're interviewing United States Congressman Jim Banks of Indiana's 3rd Congressional District. We're interviewing Matt Schlapp, the Fox News political contributor and the chairman of the American Conservative Union, and you know that he and uh, Mercedes, they, they host the uh, CPAC every uh, year. And we have Griff Jenkins, who is just all over the world. He, he is amazing. He's just, he's at the southern border. Then you see him in, I think he was in Poland. He's just all over the place. I think he was also in uh, Ukraine. Griff Jenkins, the Fox News national correspondent. So we have a jam-packed Brian Kilmeade show coming up right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Hey, good morning, Harry. Morning. So, so earlier in your show, I heard you mention the, the vaccine and, you know, conveniently the vaccine is old news. Yeah. But could you can you imagine if Trump got reelected, how deadly his vaccine would have been? Oh, 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 you, you, you are, you are pocket, you are a pocket Kreskin. You are Yuri Geller. Um, you are Nostradamus. My twin brother, the, the very handsome Don P. Hurley and I had a conversation two days ago and we said, Hey, get a load of this one. See how you like this. Say nothing has changed and Trump would have won reelection and everything that we've seen happen has happened. They would blame him for an ineffective vaccine that doesn't work. You're talking about it at the, the comment you made. Maybe think about this. Think about that, because that's what they would be saying. They would be mocking his Operation Warp Speed. They would be saying it doesn't work. Trump's killing people. Meanwhile, look how many more people have died since Biden has been president. He said he was going to completely end COVID-19. He was going to it was going to be gone completely. Uh, yeah, if Trump had won, the narrative would be unrelenting. Yeah. So, you know, I'm sure there's a lot that's happened and it has been kept quiet because Biden's president. Now, everybody who died from anything else weird in a hospital would have been a Trump vaccine death. And I'm thinking for his sake, he's kind of lucky he wasn't reelected. Bad for us. Good for him. Hmm. You know. So that's just my. Uh, and by the way, and then he gets to come back, serve non-consecutive terms, and he gets to make America great twice. It's actually better. 
Yeah. Well, you know what? Everybody can see how bad it is to vote the way they voted. So maybe it's a good thing. I don't know. Well, remember this. If you, uh, you may not have heard me say this yesterday because I know you have a life and you can't hang on my every word. But a very dear friend of mine in Philadelphia was at, at a family event. And he said to them, and this was about six different people, all wild lefties. And there is a media family. He's the only one that's not like them. So he said, if if you could end COVID-19, if you could end hunger around the world, but you would have to either vote for or at least endure that President Trump would be the president, would you go along with that? Every one of them said the world is going to have to stay hungry. This is how sick it is. Oh, geez. Okay, I swear. Yeah, I, I'll tell you another story. This is a dear friend of mine that lives in Florida uh, that is just fantastic. His mother was dying about two years ago. And one of the last things she ever did was tell him, please don't vote for Donald Trump. This is how sick it is. When I tell you it's palpable, it's I, I don't know what to call it, clinical. This is in their their essence where they cannot this trump hatred is so sick that it comes before anything else anything rational it is yeah it is sick well anyhow i look at it as going backwards before we go forward well well, this is true but remember we were at one percent inflation they're lying when they say it's 8.5 i know it's double digits uh gas was about a dollar 76 two dollars a gallon it's now five or more, depending on where you are. Uh, the cost of food is just psychedelic, out of sight. You look at all these things, and it's only taken a year and four months to break America. I mean, if this isn't just evidence that elections have consequences, I don't know what is. It's weird. Have you ever seen government move so fast? <laughs> and, and, I mean, and, they... and, and move so fast and so wrong. Yeah. Anyhow, that's my, that's my two cents, Harry. Well Thanks. done. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Back to your calls. One open phone line, 609-407-1450. It's 30 minutes past the hour, and it is the Hurley in the Morning program. Open forum for the next 30 minutes. Then we're going to have a great second half, and then on to Brian Kilmeade. So when it's be pretty funny, because I always hand the program over to Brian. Today, we'll be handing the program over to the Brian Kilmeade show with all of us sitting in, filling in. It's pretty cool. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley at 31 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. The Anti-Defamation League, this is really amazing, New Jersey and New York for that matter, anti-Semitic incidents are at an all-time high can you believe that in the year 2022 new jersey seventh most gambling addicted state in america and the atlantic county chairman democratic chairman has called out the press of atlantic city read all about it 
From the Townsquare, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. It's cool and it's breezy. Wear a jacket and you'll fare fine today. 40s and 50s this morning will only top out at 56 this afternoon. Welcome back to the cool side of the world. It'll stay breezy with sun and clouds, maybe a sprinkle at some point. Tonight's low 34. A frost or a freeze is likely. Partly cloudy and breezy. Still cool and windy tomorrow. Lots of sunshine. High 58. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. South Jersey's number one talk station. And you did do that. 609-407-1450 is jammoed. Nothing, nothing left. Not a crumb on the table, on the floor, anywhere. No lines are open at the moment. 609-407-1450 is the phone number to call in. We're in open forum until the top of the hour. A great second half is coming up. And then on to Brian Kilmeade, where earlier I shared with you the uh, phenomenal guest lineup. If you go to my Facebook page, you can see the uh, the entire guest lineup. It's just one after the other. Uh, A-listers all morning long on the Brian Kilmeade show. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. No malice talk radio. Bring it. I want the attorneys. I want Colonel West. I want Chandler Republican Party. I am ready. Okay. Excited utterance. You're going to get him. He's coming up. Now, I said the time for him was 9.06, but we play the first hour of Kilmeade in the 12 noon hour, so he will be on at 12.06, not at uh, 9.06. What's happening, Willie? No malice? Uh, what? I want to say a speech up. Uh, I nearly died the other day. Uh, uh, had anxiety attack, and I wasn't going to call you on the radio. What happened? And um, what? What did something? Um, something bring it on? Obviously, right? Yeah. Well, what happened? Were we're here uh, moving? All right, and um, uh, we have uh, uh, two young ladies that they, they. I'm not sure what's going on with them, but they're getting in the way contractors are good and they are uh been basically like holding the key and saying you're gonna move in 30 days uh you don't have access to another apartment uh you don't have a key this type of grudgery has to end in dealing with uh, a senior citizen and this is not partisan i'm helping other people in wheelchairs and all and they've got 10 million dollars uh, to uh, do this to help people, and they are blocking it. I don't know if they can kick back or not, but it's the office. And I don't have no problem with anyone, but I want to say to people also, back to what you're saying, heart patient too, that's caused it here, bumping into a box. Uh, the, um, people in their companies, they have money, they help you. And unbelievable, you have women in the like city, they are blocking that. And that's what caused that anger. And all, and I feel so sorry for people though. Got a lot of grandchildren. They got all kinds of stuff. Uh, they out in the hallway waiting. Uh, I can manage this no matter what happened. And I just want to say that, and I want to say uh, to uh, the audience, I'm going to hard doctor now. But no matter what you do or take, if you don't have a piece of quiet and you are a patient, all this other stuff do not matter. Now that I had this same thing happen. Hey, by the way, I said that, Willie, I've got to run in a second, but I said that to an acquaintance the other day. Uh, He and I have tangled politically, but he's dealing with with a a health issue. And I said, hey, you know, 
all that other stuff is not important. It's just politics. I said, what really matters is your health. And I said to him, you know, that I'm praying for him and, and to, to, you know, to take care and that I was thinking about him. Uh, you got it right, Willie. That's why we need to end this call right here, right now. You've got it right. That all this other stuff doesn't matter. And I wish you well with the move, and I hope it all gets uh, settled very, very quickly and uh, hopefully without a lot of stress, because that, that is true. Stress, in your case, is not a good thing. 609-407-1415, open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. Well, I'm taking my daily three-mile walk, uh, which I've been doing for years, and, uh, and I find out that's a good thing for people 60 and over, mm-hmm. based on your reportage the other day. But now, <laughs> I caught the tail end. By the way, your three miles is almost perfect. At your age, you want to do about six or 7,000 steps. And I, I know you uh, are a scientist when it comes to figuring these things out. Every 2,000 steps is one mile. So when you're doing your three-mile devotional, uh, you're doing about 6,000 steps. That will significantly add years to your life. Well, I'm not a biologist, but I looked it up online, and it said that 7,000 steps was 3.1 miles. Now, you know, a step for, for, for you and I might be two steps for someone else. It depends on your height and your gait and all that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, 3.1 miles is a 5K, uh, and it's about right. I think it's less than 7,000 uh, because that's only a tenth of a mile more than three miles. Uh, I, I think you need to do about three – let's see. You need to do about three and a half miles – to do 7,000 steps. And again, you're right. The, the, the stride of one is different than the stride of another. Mine's easy. Uh, I have the uh, H-phone in my pocket, especially when we're in Disney World. We do 10, 15,000 steps a day. And I'm telling you, you never feel better. If you've got achy knees, unless it's something that your doctor tells you not to walk, your knees are going to feel better when you walk. It, it, everything is counterintuitive. You think you got to rest the knees uh, in order for them not to hurt, you actually have to work the knees for them not to hurt. There's so many things that people have backwards. Yeah, it's true. Then today I hear the tail end of your aspirin thing, and I was recoiling a bit because, you know, it seems like aspirin is the one thing. I mean, look at how long it's been around, Harry, but it seems like aspirin is the one thing that every so many years they find that it's good for something else. It, it, they've called it a miracle drug. But now I'm hearing this, and I didn't hear the whole story. And, and whatever. Well, the- here's the story in short. They're saying if you are over 60, that taking the daily low-dose aspirin, some take just a flat-out baby aspirin, 83 milligrams or whatever it is, some take a little under 100 or whatever, that that is not recommended any longer unless you've had a heart attack, unless you've had a stroke that you shouldn't do that. And then it said ages 40 to um, 59 that there is almost no benefit to doing it. Now, this was every day. This doesn't take off the uh, table that aspirin for a regimen, a period of time uh, is a problem. But what they found is if you take it every single day, you're about 60 percent more likely 
to wind up with a gastrointestinal bleed and about 20 to 30 percent more likely that you could wind up with a brain bleed. That was the story that I reported on. Yeah, well, I guess I'll stop taking it today because I'd rather. But, be you, but I would talk to your doctor. I, I made it very clear. You know me. I don't ever dispense uh, medical advice. Talk to your doctor. Uh, I know the health that you're in. You don't even. I've I've never seen you with a sniffle. Uh, so I am almost positive your doctor will say stop taking the aspirin. But he might not. He might say, Hey, look, go. You know, this is what I think is good for you as my patient, and keep going. But talk to your doctor. But there's a very good chance uh, there's no. You've never had any type of angioplasty or any type of heart or stroke issue, correct? I haven't been in the hospital since 1968 when I had my tonsils out. I mean, I'm never sick. Thank God. Touch wood. I'm actually standing next to a tree. So, but you know, I, I, I wasn't prescribed this. I just started doing it on my own when I reached a certain age because everything that I read and heard was that it was good. You know, it was good for you to take this baby aspirin. So I started taking it, but I also take the fish oil and stuff for, for a dry eye situation. So maybe I'm, maybe I'm, gilding the lily here so to speak. well here's what i'm going to do i have to go to the break when i go to the break i'm going to text you it's about a page and a half of reading you can read all the doctor's comments and everything that i have learned about the um the task force that came up with the recommendation uh that we shared you'll have everything you need to know uh that i had and then i would bounce it off you know if you have a doctor i would bounce it off your doctor, because in there you're going to read that if you've been taking it, they're, they're saying don't just stop it cold turkey, you know, call your doctor. and But that they're recommending that a healthy person don't do it because you're just increasing the, the chance. I can understand why, you know, the aspirin and the digestive tract, if you're always introducing, it's an irritant. If you're always introducing that, I, I can readily see how this is causing gastrointestinal bleeds and brain bleeds i can easily see it uh unfortunately i was i i thought about it years ago but i just never i don't like taking anything so i said what do i gotta take that for i don't have any reason to take that if doctor tells me to take it i'll take it my doctor told me to get the vaccine i got the vaccine uh but i I, i'm not taking it and i'm not telling anybody else what to do but check with your doctor all right andy i'll send it to you right now when we come back you will take center stage on the Hurley in the Morning program on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And then, oh, by the way, then there's this, which we'll be doing after the Hurley in the Morning program, filling in for this guy. Brian Kilmeade. I'm just telling you, if it was Donald Trump and he was president right now, they'd be saying Donald Trump's vaccine doesn't work. He rushed it too quick with warp speed. Most other vaccines like polio and others work. Why do we keep needing them? Why do we need four or five shots? He would actually stop the whole booster thing. He would be making sure that these private universities aren't demanding two and three extra shots for a variant that for the most part doesn't get you sick. Brian Kilmeade, weekday mornings at 10 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hi, it's Markley and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG, Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Thank you. 54 minutes past the hour. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Hey, how are you? Well, one interesting medical thing here I just want to mention, just standing will increase like 
years and years to your life if you decide to stand more than you sit during the day. Well, we did we did um, a whole story on that a couple of years ago, Bob, probably five years ago. If you stand for an hour a day, you can add five years to your life. That's, that's, that's really just in, an hour a day. Cause what I, it, I, it's what it know, said. With, with the work, I... I mean, I, I, Harry, literally, like for the last forty plus years, I've been standing twelve hours a day with, you know, with with the work there at the motel. Well, and your middle name is Methuselah now. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. But look, I just want to comment on the absolute sticker shock I had here. Coming back to Cape May, going to the supermarket. Now you know there's only one supermarket in Cape May. Yes, right? I, not... I know it well, Bob. Exactly, Harry, and and dozen eggs in Florida last well, two weeks ago right dozen eggs 199 right here lowest price I found was 429 and and you know if you go to the big box store with the begins with a C you get cage-free eggs for 180 you know and 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 top it off here in Cape May no cashier so you got to check out yourself and then they, they, they want to charge it 10 cents for a bag. And you know what, Harry? I told them to keep their bag. I just took, it was a quick shop, okay? So now, but it, it just, you know. Yeah, it was it, just, it was just the, um, the principal. And you came home just in time for the, uh, what, what stores have done, even before the law goes into effect, only New Jersey, they just decided we're not ordering anymore. So I went to a store two weeks ago, and I had a lot of stuff. And they had no bags. You couldn't even buy them for a dime. They had none because they ran out and they knew that this new law was going into effect. This is a very famous, large brand of of retail stores. They had no bags. So I had to take the shopping cart to the car, unload what was probably 50 items with no bags. Now, had I known they weren't going to have any bags, we have all these um, plastic bags, you know, that you buy uh at the different food stores. So we had them. I just, so now I put some in my car and I've got them ready to go. Uh, but yeah, that's what it's come to. Hey, my brother had one of the funniest things I've ever seen. He had a paper straw that's wrapped in plastic. Now, do you follow the logic of that? Yes. Isn't that kind of ironic and hilarious? The paper straw is not wrapped in paper. The paper straw is wrapped in plastic. <laughs> just thought it was very very funny uh, you know my wife has a huge huge box in our attic and i was like shaking my head it's been there for a couple of years now because she anticipated this we've got all these bags shopping bags plastic bags in anticipation of no bags no longer being available at supermarkets so you know good good well i i know cindy well so i'm not surprised good planning always brings about good results so you're covered now but yeah that's what it's come to P- plastic bags are bad so now everybody you know has to fuss and muss at the stores remember to bring bags or you got to schlub all these things out or i should use the word schlep i used the word schlub earlier in the program uh schlep these things out and that's where we're at now because plastic bags are bad plastic straws are bad everything's bad 
you know, it, it just crazy. You know, Harry, this, this is all just a symptom of, of this big government mandates here and, and you know, the, the, the incompetence of the Biden administration, this inflation, these these rules and regulations that go against what the market wants. I mean, it's it's also about control. Do you feel it? Do you agree or disagree, Bob? This is about control. They want to control the American people. I totally agree, Harry. Totally agree. Yep. Terrible. Yeah. All right, Harry, I know you've got a lot of the Good cords, to you, my so friend. I, I just well, take care. Welcome home. Welcome to the sticker shock. Welcome home. Pretty amazing. What, three times more than what he was accustomed to. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Hey, gracious. Good morning, Harry. I just want to bring up three quick things. Uh, in reading uh, that text I sent you in regards to Elon Musk and Benjamin Franklin, some of the uh, pseudo-names of Benjamin Franklin were Anthony Afterwit, Alice Addertongue, Timothy Turnstone, hmm. Harry Meanwell. What was his famous uh, writing name? What were those famous letters? Silence Do Good. Correct. And Silence Do Good. Oh, he was. Right. Silence Do Good was well published, as you know. Oh, absolutely. Well, the thing is, he took on. There were a few of his pseudonyms that actually he allowed to morph into personalities. Yeah, his brother actually started it all, but his brother recognized that Benjamin Frank- Franklin could just run circles around him. So Ben, ben Franklin took it all over. And, uh, oh, there's so much we could talk about. And I apologize, Dr. C. We are at the finish line to be continued. But I'm glad we at least got to say hello to one another. Got to run. We'll be back. Uh, the second half of the program, please don't miss the second half of Hurley in the Morning. And we're getting ready uh, for right thereafter to guest host today's edition of the Brian Kilmeade. All right here on 103.7. 